You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, we're live. It's working, I believe. Uh, let me know. I can't actually read the... Well, we'll see. But this is like... I'm nervous. This is my desktop version of going live for you guys. But anyways, the Utah Jazz get a big win over the LA Clippers. <laughs> All right, we start with the nation time. Guys, I'm nervous about this. If the sound is good, let me know. It should be pretty good. Things are looking... It's like I'm in a spaceship right now, and I'm touching all the levers, and everything seems to be correct, but I'm not completely sure. Anyways, we're just going to go. If it goes terrible, I guess that's what happens sometimes. Uh, they, the story of this game was Mike Conley. Let's talk a little bit about the Clippers first, though. Uh, I will be honest, the first quarter of this game I was watching on my phone as I yelled at a direct TV rep because my channel was blank. It was the worst. And I yelled at her. I was I feel bad actually after the fact, but she's just continued to try to upsell me. So that's what happened. Uh, and so I missed a little bit of the first half of the first quarter. But from what I saw, the the Utah Jazz started this game and throughout the whole game played a better style of basketball than they have the whole season. They moved the ball. And the LA Clippers are full of talent. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is a monster. Uh, Paul George is honestly, and I saw Tony Jones tweet this and he's completely correct. When Paul George during the regular season is like a top 10 NBA player, he's phenomenal. He's just phenomenal. And he goes into the playoffs and for whatever reason he gets in his own head, whether it's because he's in the bubble, whether it's because he's playing in Utah and the, the fans are nuts. He just gets in his own head and it, he just kind of fizzles out. But during the regular season, he's a monster and he dang near brought the Clippers back in this game. So it's, it's uh, you know, for the Jazz to go in and play against regular season Paul George, Kawhi Leonard... And their full squad going all out to win this game and get a win is a big deal. That's a big win for the Jazz, guys. Uh, and so it's a nice win. The Clippers, I, I, this is what I feel like with the Clippers. They don't really have a dominant kind of playmaking guard to set up uh, in Kawhi Leonard. They're elite, elite wings. That's as good a tandem of wings in the NBA, and that's why they're always going to be uh, a big-time team. Uh, DW, thank you. You're amazing. Uh, thank you very much. Pa Pat Bev equals overrated. Uh, a little bit. I actually feel like Pat Beverly does not fit with this team, even though I personally love Pat Beverly. And that's what I'm talking about as we speak right now. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm all over the place. I'm just kind of excited this is working. It's working. It's working. I didn't think this would work, and it is. So anyways, although it looks like the stream is going a little slow. So w we'll see. But anyways... Uh, the reason that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are amazing is they are these elite wings that shoot and defend, and they're both very similar in a lot of ways in their style. Uh, what happens is they are not, neither of them is like an elite playmaker. You know, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard both are good, 
but they're not elite playmakers. And that's the problem you run into with them is that they don't have someone setting them up. So, you know, for Utah, they have almost a, a you know, a wealth of riches with playmakers. You have Mike Conley, who's distributing the ball. Donovan Mitchell, who this game finally was distributing the ball, and it went really well. You know, for the Clippers, it's a lot of like, you know, Kawhi Leonard going to the, his mid-range shot that he's so good at. And then if he's if he's doubled, then he'll kind of kick it out. But it's not really like a super smooth thing, you know. So the Clippers really need to look at finding some sort of playmaking point guard. Because like we talked about DW, uh, Pat Bev is not like a, you know, your typical playmaking guard. He's kind of... A, a point guard that plays off of someone like a Luka Doncic or a LeBron James, who's a big kind of wing playmaker who can hit threes. So he's like the perfect guy to play next to like, uh, you know, like we said, Luka and LeBron. But on this team, they need him to be more of a playmaker, and that's just not what he is. So they need they need to find a playmaker that will help them out, and I think that'll be a big deal for them uh, going forward. Um, and that's a lot of what I got to say. I love uh, Abaka is a really nice player. I think he's actually an upgrade on what they had last year. I, you know, talking about overrated players like like Pat Beverly, <clears throat> uh, Montrez Harrell's most overrated player in my opinion. That, that guy is just not very. He's just not very good defensively, and he's just undersized on offense. So when he's playing against a a legit offense, you know, or legit defense in the playoffs, or just like a top five defense in the league, he's just not very good. So uh, Ibaka is just an improvement on that. Sorry, guys. It looks like the stream is just a little, like, not great. So, anyways. Uh, Clay Harris, 499. Thank you so much. You are awesome. Mountain Mike getting to his spot is fantastic. And that's, I think, where we'll start off. Mike Conley makes the Jazz contenders if he's playing like this. Because this offense is elite with him shooting the ball like this and scoring. And he's been playing like this basically since post-All-Star break last season. And it's just continued. He's figured it out. I don't know what happened with him before then. I know there was an injury. He started off the season. I think getting traded from Memphis was, you know, a tough thing for him. And so I, he's figured it out. He looks calm. Uh, it looks great. When he's scoring like this, it's phenomenal. And having two ball handlers like this on, jazz, on the Jazz's offense is a big-time thing. And it makes them really, really uh, dangerous on offense. And so it's fun to see Mike Conley do this. He looks like he's just, you know, locked in on that three-point shot, especially on spot-ups. And because Donovan, uh, when Donovan's playing well, he can set up Mike Conley to be even better. Like, this stuff looks sustainable to me with Mike Conley. Uh, how did the Jazz solve their offensive problems? That's what I'm going to talk about right now. Uh, Jacob Anderson, thank you for the question, my friend. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, really good things happen when he drives to the rim and kicks it out. Because he engulfs the defense. Tonight could have been a big-time story, just like the last three or four games, where Donovan just tried to ISO on Kawhi, and he didn't do it. Uh, Lee Christensen, you're the man. $5. That's You guys are the best. This is unbelievable. Uh, we need to be patient while we wait for Boyan to recover from surgery and being unavailable since March. Jazz will be amazing when Boyan has recovered. Yeah, Boyan was terrible tonight, and the Jazz had a pretty significant... Uh, they handled the Clippers pretty well. Imagine if Boyan was shooting 40% from three. I mean, that tells you how good this Jazz team can be. My worry with Boyan is I really, really hope he's recovering from surgery still and hasn't re-injured it. Like, I hope when he got his wrist hit the other day, it didn't do something, you know? That makes me very nervous because Boyan's shooting is a big deal and it makes this offense just sing. And if he's not, that sucks. But it looks like they're keeping him in the game. Uh, so let's just hope he's okay. Thank you, Lee. You're amazing. But like I was saying... 
Donovan Mitchell, when he's playmaking, is phenomenal, and it makes everything better. It makes everything amazing. When he drives to the rim and kicks out to shooters, I mean, go watch. I can't do it now. Thanks, DirecTV. I'm going to have to go and, and wait three days to rewatch this game. I'm a, Guys, by the way, I'm a weirdo. I'll watch these games multiple times. But watch Donovan Mitchell drive to the hoop every single time good things happen. Like at the end of the game, he had that corner three, but it was contested and you could see him pull up and then he drives past. And what happens? He goes to the rim, draws a defender, kicks it out. And who does he hit it to? Mike Conley, who hit the corner three. And that really was a monster bucket. The other guy we've got to talk about guys, and he's not getting enough credit. And tonight he was in foul trouble. Also Derek Favors, by the way, just to take this moment to shout out Derek Favors, who you know, I don't care what any of these national guys say. Picking up Derek Favors to back up Rudy was a big deal. Because we don't win this game if Derek Favors doesn't play. It's Tony Bradley. And Derek Favors was monster. But the guy you've got to give credit to, and the reason the Jazz are even 3-2 and two out, outside of Mike Conley, is Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert has been a monster. And what I love so much about Rudy Gobert is he's not trying to do more than what he is capable of. He's just doing what he's great at. And that's that's what's made the Jazz so nice this season. It's been so nice to see Rudy just do what he does and not feel this pressure to go above and beyond what he is. He does not need to. He's the best defender in the NBA. He's a two-time DPOI. Honestly, he should be three-time because that year they gave it to Kawhi when he was out for like 25 games was garbage. It should have been Rudy Gobert. So he should be three-time DPOI. He didn't really earn it last year, but I think this year he has a big old chance to get it because he is going to uh, put this Jazz team over the top. And now if the Jazz can take this win like they had tonight and they can roll and start you know, this seven-game road trip, which I don't believe is against a lot of uh, really tough teams. I mean, I'll have to look. You can let me know in the comments. But get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. They can go and roll off five or six wins and all of a sudden be a top three team in the West. They can still be that. Yeah, this start sucked, but I think a win like tonight where Donovan Mitchell realizes that, hey, I don't have to score 26 points and make incredibly difficult shots for us to win the game. I don't have to do that. All I have to do is drive to the rim, pass it to open shooters, and we can win this game. That's what. That's all they have to do. Donovan Mitchell is has got so much potential to be such a monster playmaker for this Jazz team. And really, he has a chance to become a top 15 player. And here's how he'll do it. Here's the secret. For all of you watching, all of you viewers right now, super chat people, you're the best. Donovan Mitchell can become a top 15 player by driving to the rim like this, but not with his scoring, with his kicking the ball out. Because what that does is give Donovan Mitchell multiple options. And if he can get to the level where he drives to the rim and it's a constant threat that he'll kick the ball out, it will open up lanes for him. But the thing that will get him to a top 15 player status is getting to the foul line. And that's why Donovan Mitchell was so dominant in the playoffs. People talk about his 35-point-per-game scoring, but they don't talk about the fact that some of those games he was shooting like 12 to 14 free throws because he was driving to the rim at an incredible rate, rising above on these defenders, and he was either cramming it on them 
or forcing them to put him at the line. And that was where the points were coming. So if Donovan can get to the rim and use his athleticism, go up against these bigs and either get fouled, like force the referees, these moron referees who can't get out of the way of players on the court, apparently, if he can get to the rim and get these foul calls, he'll get his buckets and he will get them at a super efficient rate. And guess what? If he can improve his vision so that when he drives, he either do it's, I mean, this is what makes Harden so good. And people don't, I mean, I'm not a big Harden fan, but the reason Harden is so good is because his ability to do three simple things when he drives to the rim, it's three things. It's either score the ball, go up and get fouled or pass to an open three point shooter. That's all Harden does, but his decision-making is so quick and it is always the right decision. Always that he's just incredibly difficult to guard. If Donovan can do those three things when he goes to the rim, and I know he's undersized, that's why it's more difficult. So he's going to be after he probably has to do his own version of it, a little more crafty, Chris Paul-esque thing. But if he can do those things, then he can become that that level of player, all NBA, all-star every single year. No question. It's just he's got to be willing to make those kickout pass. He's got to be willing to have a night where he has 15 points but 10 assists. You know, and that'll win you games. John Stockton's a Hall of Famer putting up those numbers. And he was a consistent all uh, defensive player, you know, all NBA, like every year, all star every year. And he was doing that. And and Donovan Mitchell can be that. He's not going to be the same passer as Stockton, obviously. But yes, he can do those things and he can get to that level. That's what I'm hoping for. It's asking a lot. People think Harden is all, all Harden is is drawing fouls. No, it's that three decision thing where you go to the rim and you make the right choice out of those three every time. It's not that difficult. It's not, I mean, it's difficult. <laughs> I shouldn't say it's not difficult. It's really hard, but it's also simple. It's difficult in its simplicity, if that makes sense. I don't know. Uh, let's see. But in all seriousness, you can't ask that of Donovan. He's smaller than James by four inches, so that's why he has to resort to shooting more often. He has also played shooting guard in college. Yeah, but that's the, that's the evolution he's got to make. I mean, it just is because we've seen what happens when Donovan Mitchell is just pure scoring guard. He's basically Bradley Beal and Bradley Beal is a nice player and a nice scorer and three level scorer, just like Donovan. But Bradley Beal isn't leading you to a championship and he's not, uh, he's not making, he didn't make the all-star team last year. Just a fact, you know, you can score buckets and Donovan can definitely do that. But Donovan needs to be more of a playmaker if the Jazz want to win a title. I mean, that's what it comes down to. And that's kind of just what happens with these teams, guys. Like, to win a title, you have to have players evolve into something that uh, transcends. You just have to. Even Carmelo did that. Uh, Kawhi Leonard has transcended by just developing that jump shot. That was his difficult thing he had to do. Uh, you know, LeBron James, when he came in the league, was just a physical marble, and he just kind of slowly evolved, evolved, evolved. He's still evolving to this day. The great players do that. You have to evolve. You can't just say, this is what I am, and this is the box I stay in. You have to evolve. So that's where we're at. Uh, guys, I, I hope the... I hope that the stream is going relatively well. Uh, but that's my thoughts on Donovan. But And to just get back on to what Rudy Gobert is, is and is doing... Rudy Gobert needs to just be Rudy Gobert and he needs to be happy with that. And I think that that's what he's doing. He got his contract. And so now he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to worry about like getting a post, you know, this post game. And tonight, guess what? He had a nice little post move. He got the ball a couple times, actually two big ones. And one was a dagger that ended the game. But when he's near the rim, he just uses his size to score. 
But Rudy doesn't have to feel like he has to impose himself on offense. He can just take what comes to him. If Rudy Gobert averages 14 and 12 and is the best defensive player in the year, that's a player that will take the Jazz very far in the playoffs and a top three seed in the Western Conference. And it's it's great. So tonight, big win for the Utah Jazz. Uh, nice stuff from Jordan Clarkson. Joe Ingles looked great tonight. Just some side notes. Joe Ingles as a playmaker is looking really good on that bench, and it feels like Joe Ingles is kind of figuring out what he needs to be and just shows why Derek Favors was a big deal because if signing Derek Favors to that deal unlocks Joe Ingles for you, that's all that makes it really worth it. Uh, Conley is looking like how we expected him to be last year. It's great. Matt Christensen. Yes, I agree. Uh, Robert Hall, come back Conley. Ah, that's better nickname than Mountain Mike. Although I don't mind Mountain Mike. Some people don't like Mountain Mike. I like Mountain Mike. Uh, Jordan won ship in seventh year. Donovan still got time. Yeah. And if Donovan wins one title, one title in Utah to me is like two or three titles in LA. It's like, I mean, people remember the Dirk Nowitzki title in, in Dallas as much as they, you know, remember LeBron James's four titles. They just matter more. You're just in a market that doesn't win. And if you can get a title in Toronto, I mean, that's what's vaunted Kawhi Leonard to, like, elite status. He won a title in Toronto. Expansion Toronto. And they won a title. That makes you something special. If Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert won a title in Utah, that will go down as one of the most memorable titles ever, whether you like the Jazz or not. It's just like the Pistons title where they beat the Lakers. Everyone remembers that title. Who doesn't remember that title? It's a big deal when you have a collection of talent that can overcome the big market stars. It's just more fun to me as a low, as a small market guy. Uh, fantastic stuff. Guys, I think that's all I got. We got a lot of people watching tonight, and this is a lot of fun. But uh, make sure that you're liking and subscribing to the channel. I, I'm sorry that this buffered. My internet's not great. I hope I get my stimulus, and I'm going to buy a new little Wi-Fi adapter and figure some things out with this stupid internet where I live. But hopefully this went pretty well for you guys. Uh, I haven't been able to. There's a lot of comments. I want to read all of them. But you guys are the best. I appreciate it. Uh, I got nothing else to say. I kind of don't know how to end this. I'm running through OBS on YouTube Live, and this is the first time it's actually worked. I've had I've had weird experiences where I've sat there and had the YouTube just kind of stare at my face. <laughs> and it wasn't good. So, uh, And this is the unedited version where I don't clean up the video. So here we go. But anyways, guys, that was great. Like and subscribe to the channel. I'm going to get memberships soon because I think it would be fun to have memberships, add some widgets, some fun things. I've thought about things like the uh, Discord server. I don't know if that's something people even care about, though. But there's some ideas I have for, like, a fundo and things like that I'm looking into. Lee Christensen, you're the man. I hope you're not I hope you're not giving me all your money to help with your network. $5. Thank you, Lee. You're amazing. <laughs> we'll get there go though guys you guys are awesome i appreciate all of you this is unbelievable the just the what this channel has become i never really expected it to be much but i just enjoy doing it you guys are the best i will talk i will talk to you next time